Chapter 40. Flag bustled in and without even looking at Pena's direction, began immediately to bombard the numb, frightened, outraged prince with questions about the search. Had any trace of the poison or the poisoner been found? Any sign of a plot uncovered? He himself was of the opinion that it might have been a single individual, almost surely insane. He had spent the whole morning before his crystal, Flag said, but the crystal remained stubbornly dark. He didn't care, though. He could do more than shake bones and peer into crystals. He craved action, not spells. Anything the prince wanted him to do, any dark corner he wanted explored. We did not call you in here to listen to your babble like, an, like your own parrot with both heads talking at once, Pena said coldly. He did not like flag. As far as Pena was concerned, the magician had been demoted to the position of court nobody at the moment of Rowan's death might be able to tell them what those evil green flecks in the packet were, but that was the extent of his usefulness. Peter will have no truck with this weasel when he's crowned, Pena thought. He's got just that far, and then his thoughts derailed in dismay, because the chances of Peter's being crowned seemed to be growing slimmer. No, Flagg said. I don't suppose you did. He looked at Peter and said, Why am I summoned, your, your king? Don't call him that! Pena exploded, deeply shocked in spite of himself. Flagg saw the shock on Pena's face, and although it, he affected to look puzzled, he understood perfectly what it meant and was satisfied. A worm of suspicion had worked its way toward the center of the Judge General's chilly heart. Good. Peter turned his pale face away from both of them and looked out across the city, once more struggling for control of his emotions. His fingers were laced tightly together. His knuckles were white. He looked much older than 16 just then. Did you see the box on the desk? Pena asked. Yes, Judge General, Flagg said in his stiffest, most formal voice. Inside it is a packet, which appears to be slowly charring. Inside the packet are what look like grains of sand. I would like you to examine them and see if you can tell me what they are. I urge you very strongly not to touch them. I believe that the substance in the packet may have caused King Rollins' death. Flagg allowed himself to look worried. To tell the truth, he was feeling very fine. Playing a part always made him feel that way. He liked to act. He picked up the packet using the tweezers, peered into it, and his gaze sharpened. I want a piece of obsidian, he said. I want it right now. I have a piece in my desk, Peter said dully, and brought it out. It was not as big as the one Flagg had used and then disposed of, but it was thick. He handed it to the home guards, who handed it to Flagg. The magician held it toward the light, frowning a little. But inside his heart, the little man was jumping excitedly up and down, turning cartwheels and doing somersaults. The obsidian was much like his own, but one side was broken and jagged. Ah, the gods were smiling on him. Indeed, indeed they were. I dropped it a year or two ago, Peter said, seeing Flagg's interest. He was unaware, as Pena was, at least for the moment, that they had added another layer of bricks to the wall that was a building around him. <clears throat> the half you're holding landed on my rug, which cushioned its fall. The other half landed on the stones and shattered into half a hundred pieces. Obsidian is hard, but very brittle. Indeed, my lord, Flagg said gravely. I've never seen such stone, although, of course, I've heard of it. He put the obsidian on Peter's desk, upended the packet over it, and poured the three grains of sand onto it. 
In a moment, little tendrils of smoke began to rise from the obsidian. All present could see that the grains were slowly sinking into the pockmark it was creating in the world's hardest known stone. The guards murmured uneasily at the sight. Be silent, Pena roared, whirling on them. The guards drew back, faces long and white with terror. This seemed more and more like witchcraft to them. I believe I know what these grains are and how to test my idea, Flag said, wrapping the words out. But if I'm right, the test must be performed as quickly as possible. Why? Pena demanded. I believe these grains, these are grains of dragon sand, Flag said. I had a very small quantity once, but it disappeared, alas, before I could study it closely. It may well have been stolen. Flag did not miss the way Pena's eyes flicked toward Peter at this. I have been uneasy about it off and on ever since, he went on, because it is reputed to be one of the deadliest substances on earth. I did not have a test chance to test its properties and so doubted, but I see much of what I was told proven here already. Flag pointed at the obsidian. The dimples in which the three specks of green sand rested were now nearly an inch deep. Smoke rose from each like smoke from a tiny campfire. Flag guessed that each grain had eaten through half the thickness of the stone. Those three specks of sand are working their way rapidly through the piece of the hardest rock we know, he said. Dragon sand is reputed to be so corrosive it will eat through any solid, any solid at all, and it produces fearsome heat. You, guard, Flag pointed at one of the home guards. He stepped forward, not looking happy to have been chosen. Touch the side of the rock, Flag said. And as the guard reached a tentative hand forward to touch the paperwork, he added sharply, Just the side. Don't get your hand near those holes. The guard touched the paperwork and drew his hand back with a gasp. He stuck his fingers in his mouth, but not before Pena could see the blisters rising there. Obsidian conducts heat very slowly, I've heard, Flag said. But that piece is as hot as the top of a stove all from three grains of sand that would fit in the moon of your pinky finger with room left over. Touch the prince's desk, Lord General. Then you did, and he was distressed and amazed by the heat under his hand. Soon the heavy wood must begin to blister and char. So we must act quickly, Flag said. Soon the desk itself will catch fire. If we breathe the fumes, always assuming the stories I've heard are true, all of us will die within days. But to be sure, another test. At this, the home guards looked more uneasy than ever. All right, Pena said, what is this test? Be quick, man. He detested Flag more than ever now, and if he ever felt it would not do to underestimate him, he felt that doubly now. Five minutes before, Pena had been ready to dismiss the man as the court nobody. Now it seems their lives, and Pena's case against Peter, depended on him. I propose to fill a bucket with water, Flag said, speaking more rapidly than ever as our eyes dark gleamed. The home guards and Pena stared at those small black holes in the obsidian, at those tiny ribbons of steam with the evil fascinations of birds hypnotized by a nest of weaving pythons. How deep into the obsidian now? How close to the wood? Impossible to tell. Even was Pete, Peter was looking, although the tired mixture of sorrow and confusion had not left his face. Water from the prince's pump, Flag shouted at one of the guards. I want it in a bucket or a deep pan or pot. Now, now. The guard looked at Pena. Do it, Pena said, trying not to sound frightened. 
but he was frightened. Flag knew it. The guard went. In moments, he heard water being pumped into a bucket he had found in the butler's cupboard. Flag was speaking again. I propose to dip my finger into this bucket, let a drop of water fall into those holes. We'll watch this closely, Lord Judge General. We must see if the water which goes into the hole turns momentarily green. It's a sure sign. And then, Penaz tautly, the home guard returned. Flag took the bucket, set it on the desk. Then I'll put those drops very carefully into the other two holes, Flag said. He spoke calmly, but his normally pallid cheeks were flushed. Water won't stop dragon sand, it's told, but it'll hold it. This was making things quite a bit worse than they were, but Flag wanted them frightened. Why not just douse it, one of the guards, guards blurted. Pena favored this upstart with a horrible glance. But Flag answered the question calmly as he dipped his pinky finger into the bucket. Would you like me to wash those three grains of sand out of the holes you've made, they've made in the rock and somewhere onto the lad's desk, he asked almost jovially. We could leave you in here to put the fire out when the water dried up, sir. The guard said no more. Flag drew his dripping finger out of the bucket. Water's warm already, he said to Pena, just from sitting on the desk. He carefully brought his finger from that single, with a single drop of water hung over one of the holes. Watch closely, Flag said sharply, and to Peter, he sounded at that moment like a cheap peddler about to perform some monstrously deceiving trick. But Pena bent close. The home guards craned their neck. That single drop of water hung from Flag's finger for a moment, catching all of Peter's room behind it in a perfect curved miniature. It hung, elongated, and dropped into the hole. There was a spatting hiss, like the sound of grease dropping onto a hot iron skillet. A tiny geyser of steam arose from the hole, but before it did, Pena clearly saw a cat's eyes flash of green. In that moment, Peter's fate was sealed. Dragon sands by the gods, Flag whispered hoarsely. Don't for pity's sake breathe that steam. Anders Pena's courage was as hard as his reputation, but he was afraid now. To him, that single wink of green light had seemed inexpressibly evil. Put out the other two, he said hoarsely. Now, I told you, Flag said calmly, dipping his pinky again into this and staring at the obsidian. They can't be put out. Well, there is one way the tales say, but only one, and you wouldn't like it. Yet we can hold them and then get rid of them, I think. He carefully plinked a drop into each of the other two holes. Each time there was a sullen green flash of light and a plume of steam. We're all right for a bit, I think, Flag said. One of the home guards sighed in a gusty relief. Bring me gloves or folded clothes, anything I can use to pick up this rock. It's as hot as fury and those drops of water will be boiled away in no time. Two hot pads from the butler's closet were brought quickly. Flag used them to grasp the obsidian. He lifted it carefully to keep it level, then dropped it into the bucket. As the obsidian sank to the bottom, all of them clearly saw the water turn a momentarily light green. Now, Flag said expansively, that is well. One of these guards must take this bucket out of the castle and to the large pump by the great old tree in the middle of the keep. There you must draw a large basin of water, put the bucket in the basin, the basin must be taken to the middle of Lake Johanna and sunk in the middle. The dragon sand may heat up the lake in a 100,000 years, but 
Let those who come in that time, if any do, worry about that, I say. Pena paused for just a moment, biting his lip in an uncharacteristic indecision, and then he said, You, you, and you, do as he says. The bucket was removed. The home guards carried it like men carrying a live bomb. Flag was amused, for all this was in large part magician's foolery, as Peter himself had momentarily suspected. The single drops of water he had allowed to fall into the holes had not been enough to stop the corrosive effect of the sand, at least not for long, but he knew that the water in the bucket would dampen it well. Even less liquid would have served for more of the sand, a goblet of wine, say. But let them believe that what they would. In time, they would turn against Peter with that much more fury. When the guards had gone, Pena turned to flag. You said there was one way the effect of dragon sand could be neutralized. Yes, the stories say that if it is taken into a live being, that living being will burn in agony until it is dead. And when it is over, the dying, the power of the sand, also dies. I had meant to test it, but before I could do it, my sample disappeared. Pena was staring at him white around the lips. And on what sort of living being did you intend to test this damn stuff, magician? Flagged it looked at Pena with bland innocence. Why, on a mouse, of course, my lord judge general.